a podcast. Did your radio show get canceled? Fire, fire, fire. Low down and filthy, but the discipline is on point. Schooled myself, made my own dojo. A cold flow with the whole dose of soul. Maintain composure, even in fury and anomaly. This week on the Pete the Planner show, can a woman from Idaho take her income, uh, household income, cut it in half, and still survive financially so she can deal with what she needs to deal with? She joins me now. Her name is Ruby Collins. And you say to yourself, Ruby Collins, that's a funny name. Of course it is. Because it's a fake name. Hello, Ruby Collins. Hello, Pete. Thank you for taking my call. Well, oh, you're so calm. That's really, I feel like we're on NPR now. That was really good. You're like, hello. All right. I've been practicing. I've been waiting for this call a long time. <laughs> well, look. Hey, yeah, you sound great. Uh, Ruby, help us understand your situation. You're 45. Your household income is just north of 100 grand a year. Yet, soon, maybe, you want to take it to 50 grand a year. Let us inside your head. What is going on? Well, I'm kind of um, at a crossroads in life health-wise and need to address some major health issues that have kind of compounded. Um, and I need to kind of step back from where I am in life for a while and focus on other priorities. So we're trying to see as a family if this is something that's feasible and if not, what what can we do to kind of get a game plan to make it one day feasible? All right, so let's do this. I, I happen to believe very strongly. Uh, it's not even a matter of believing. It's just true. <laughs> I guess true things don't have to be believed. They're just true. That sometimes it's okay to run on a treadmill financially so you can deal with whatever you're dealing with. So what we're going to do today is to make sure that you can financially survive whatever period of time you're going to take off. Does that sound like a good plan? Yes. Okay. Yes. That's what I need. I need that plan. I'm, I'm hoping I can do that. Now, we do have to look at sort of three elements uh, to make that happen. The three elements are, do you have a financial past? Are you paying on debt, which, which you are? We'll talk about that in a second. Have you secured your financial future and how what sort of impact will it take over the next couple of years? And then the one that seems a lot more practical, can you survive the day-to-day -day life uh, on half your income? So where do you want to start? This is sort of a choose your own adventure, uh, Ruby Collins. Where would you like to start? Um, <clears throat> I, I would say the first one. Debt. Okay. Yes. So let's yeah. get yeah. The, in the that's heart. My, that's my main concern. You have credit card debt. Mm -hmm. There are five numbers involved. I know, I know, I know. I'm, I'm laughing, but I'm not. Like, I know, I know, well, I know. I said I know. it because I wanted you to laugh because I didn't want to just have an episode where we, you and I both cry. You have $32,000 <laughs> in credit card debt. How did it get there? A lot of health bills and things like that. And for a while, um, uh, I had moved multiple states, a whole long story. It's just I can't, you know, I, sure. honestly, Pete, surviving mm -hmm. life. Okay. Like, let's, I'm just going to be real with it. Um, a lot of it is um, I was married a couple years ago. A lot of it's pre-marriage and just not really addressing it until we're kind of like, oops, we need to address this. 
So we're, you, we're not so bad. Like, I mean, I'm still working. Everything's still fine. So it's not, I mean, it's not totally fine, but it, 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 it I don't know. We're trying to get ahead of the storm. Let's put it that way. Yeah, so you looks like you pay um, quite a bit a month, obviously on this debt. Uh, I'm sort of yeah. uh, you pay one hundred. You have a seventy five hundred dollar uh, balance. You pay one hundred forty eight a month. You've got a forty six hundred dollar balance. You pay four hundred a month. You've got a ninety three hundred dollars a month balance. You pay two hundred a month. You've got a nine thousand dollar balance. You pay one thirty five. Then you've got a sixteen hundred balance, and you pay one hundred. Why do you pay four hundred on the forty six hundred dollar bill instead of eleven uh, instead of one hundred and eleven, which is the minimum? Because I'm trying to at least get. We're trying to like bang out one. <laughs> Why that we're, one? What? Because I'm just curious. Like that is the second lowest balance, right? Your your lowest balance is sixteen hundred, but the forty six hundred one is the one you're like, let's kill that one. Uh, but why I'll, did you choose I'll tell that? you why. Yeah. <laughs> my husband had the $1,600 one semi-hidden from me. Okay, oh, It was yeah. one he kind of had on his account. So we have joint accounts, but we kept all our stuff separate as well, sort of. So he had that one tied to his account, and he was just kind of tapping and into it when needed for, like, car stuff and whatnot. And then he would just kind of pay on it when he had extra money. So I, in doing this, was like, you have to include this in this. Sure. But also, he wasn't supposed to be, we weren't supposed to be paying the 100 on the $1,600 one either. Honestly, that one was supposed to be a minimum, too, if this was in the list, because the Honestly, the $4,600 one was the one that was lowest at the time, but I didn't know about the $1,600 one. All right, so you, you tried to do it right is the best way to say that, right? You always want to attack the lowest balance debt and pay as much as you can on that and minimums on the other. So you did what you know to do or knew to do, and uh, uh, and so then you just had one of those pesky secret credit cards, which are more common than people think. Uh, so $32,000 in credit card debt, Student loans, you only have $2,300 left with a payment. Um, I know, and yeah. that's another, like, I, <laughs> that's another husband thing. He really is just, he keeps telling me, oh, I'm so far ahead, I don't even need to pay it. And then I guess he got into it when he had to give me this information. And he comes to me, he's like, okay, I guess we got to start paying it. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not laughing really, but I am crying inside. No, so, that's how I am. Um, so there we're at. I'm not sure if we, and, and here's another thing, Pete. At the time, that was the, that I'm pretty sure was one of the highest interests. A lot of my interest has gone really high recently. Like all these have gone up where they're all at the same now, but it wasn't like that when I first got into this situation. And I wasn't sure if I should take out like a consolidation loan on the debt and then we're just kind of banging that out on one thing and just not charge, obviously not charge on them. But I, I don't know. That's why I'm here. Yeah, That's why I'm, here with you. I'm not a huge fan of consolidation loan. Now, again, when you when you refinance your debt and take it to a lower level, that's great. I mean, your lowest percentage uh, of interest is 10.74. The other ones are uh, 13.74 and 14.74. You have three of them at that level. So yeah, it would be great to be at like three or 4%. However, I think with the massive change of income, which is on the horizon potentially, I think the real question is, and hopefully you know the answer to this and you're not crossing your fingers, can you go from $55.97 a month, $5,597 a month of net income to $2,928? Can you, can you take 
a $2,500 hit. Can you do it? No, no, we can't. We can't. We can't. So, we, yeah, we can't. We can't. So, yeah, we can't. <laughs> yeah, so I, I, yeah, and it's like, it's one of those things, it's like, I'm gonna exp- we're gonna explore this deeply. Like we're gonna say, can you? I mean, I, I just ask you if you could, but I'm gonna figure out if you can. And then if you have to is another thing, right? I think I think what it comes down to is is I sort of have to 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 a degree, but I I don't have to that extreme. Like I cannot. I I'm I'm not in a position where I can go back into a full time setting, but I could do part time and you know. Do you th- manage some of this. And then I do have parents who are supportive and financially a little bit more stable than I am. And so I was wondering if I could explore the option of, like, taking out a loan from my father for the 32 and then just giving him, like, a consolidation through my father. Pat- but I wasn't even – because his he's – my parents are very much of the mindset that they really need me home. Yeah. <laughs> they – I, I think now look I, if you've ever listened to the show or anyone listening now knows I'm not a huge fan of commingling family and finances. I know. However, I know. I however, know. that is a that is a viable option. We're gonna park it for a second, but it okay. is a viable option. Um, hmm. I think they're afraid of like my health getting so bad that they actually lose me. Yeah. No. No one wants that. I mean, I don't. I count me in the group of people that also don't want that for you. <laughs> Yeah. So, so, and I don't think this is like long term, you know. So, but I, I think that's kind of I, I agree with the commingling. But I think that my father's a little bit like, okay, just you know, figure out what you you need to kind of be home, maybe. Well, and, and and I don't know if this matters, but I think it matters. And now I'm just curious, where does your husband line up on household income getting cut in half? Uh, obviously, out of respect to what you're dealing with, where, where is he, do you think, mentally on all this? I think he's completely overwhelmed and slightly shut down. Slightly shut down. Huh? And I think because I'm the one who usually manages kind of finances, he's kind of, I, I don't think he, I don't think he wants to look at me and say, geez, you gotta get to work. <laughs> but, you know, like you're gonna have to work, you know what I mean, like you're not gonna be able to do it. Yeah, so, so and I don't want to We're trying to I guess we're trying to figure out could we do it because we don't want to get in a position where we're forced to have to do it. That's that's and how much can we cut back? Like we cut back cable. We cut, we we're trying to cut off things now to get ahead of it. Yeah, so it's like one of those things and I don't want to put words in anyone's mouth, but it almost feels as though we can't actually afford our current lifestyle at 100,000 because of all this debt. How can uh-huh. we make this work? with half the income and none of the debt is gone. It, I mean, is, is, has that question been posed in that particular way? Yes, and, I, and that's where we're just like, okay, obviously this is ludicrous. Do you have any children? But, say it again? Do you have any children? Yes, two. Okay. Uh, older, younger, you don't have to give me their ages. I'm just curious, uh, elementary or uh, high school or middle school or something? Yeah, elementary. Okay. Do you pay for any daycare or after-school care expenses right now? No. Okay. Hmm. Housing. We have no car loans. You have a pretty low housing payment, uh, $1,000. Oh, no, no, no. I mean, 
the two hundred. What I put in there was the two hundred. That's just the but like all day it's ten thirty three or something. Yeah, like yeah, a, l- a little over a thousand. Right. Yeah. yeah Is but, that considered low though? Uh, in relation to a fifty five hundred dollar income, it's absolutely low. It's less than twenty percent. The the challenge okay. becomes when you go to twenty nine hundred dollars. Uh, then it, you know, it's closer to a third of your income as opposed to 20%. Uh, how about car payments? Do you have car payments? No. Oh, that's good. You have $4,000 in savings. How did that get there? Um, it was our tax return from last year for like emergency, you know, just, we don't know what's going on with me health wise. So you have some retirement accounts. Yeah. You have I'm looking at the. Sorry, I'm trying to. You have sixty-two thousand dollars in mm-hmm. an account, and your husband has sixty thousand in one, and seventeen thousand six hundred in the other. Tell me about your willingness to uh, not, uh, or your willingness to liquidate those accounts to cover you for a year. Okay, my husband. My husband wants to liquidate the IRA right away. Like that's what I've been holding off on because I was like. Don't don't do anything. I, I think it's rash. So he wants to eighty. He wants to get rid of that one right away, and he wants to pay. Well, he doesn't know. He that's the thing. His theory is well, if we can pay off some of the debt, then what we need to pay out is less. And he's he's totally against me touching anything in my four hundred three. Um, just because I don't have that much in it. He's a lot. Um, he has a lot. Where is he? He's 60000 So I've been putting it in less than he has. You know, look, this is one of those situations where it's not for me to say what is a personal health emergency for you. And I hope you understand that, right? I'm, no, I'm, I, I could. Listen, this yeah. is why I'm calling. Tell me, tell yeah. me like it is. So it's like, let's say, because that's why you're here, let's say this is a personal health emergency in which you see the glass and then there's a little sign that says only break in case of emergency. Let's assume we're here, uh, Ruby Collins, yeah. right? Let, let's okay. assume that's, you know, like I remember in, in elementary school, we had a, one of those glass things with a little uh, steel hammer that you could break the glass and pull the fire alarm. And I'll be damned, I wanted, to, I wanted so badly to break that glass just to see what happened, uh, but I would have <laughs> got expelled. We are in a situation right now that I'm pretty sure, based on what you've told me, it might be time to pick up the damn hammer. Ah, really? Ah. I don't know, but you're telling... This is based on what you're saying to me, and this is why I'm not trying to legitimize or delegitimize your feelings about your your health. Like, you got to do what you got to do. But here's what I'm telling you. Here's why I bring this up. Is it so I could tell a story about elementary school? Probably, because I'm feeling old. But this is the second reason. You can't be in an emergency and not do things that you should do in an emergency. If you're going to do this, don't go deeper into debt because you're just not going to pay your bills and not figure out a way to work. If you're going to do this because it is an emergency, according to you, you have to act as though it's an emergency, which is to say to do things you normally wouldn't do like liquidate your Roth IRA, which is, uh, you know, in any other situation, a terrible idea. But in an emergency, that's what you do in an emergency. Okay, where would you, okay, all right. So I wasn't totally against it, but I, I was, 
okay, so what would let's say let's say I'm okay with that. Where do we where would I allocate that to? Seventeen thousand six hundred. And now again, uh, you can usually take out the principal uh, once you've deposited it in there, and there's you don't have to pay taxes or penalties on that. Whatever growth is in there, you will have to pay taxes, or you've already paid. You have to pay tax on the growth and a penalty. Uh, so I don't know how much that is, but let's say you get fifteen thousand out of it. I, I, I have no idea. Um, okay. I would look at two of your debts that equal $15,000 and pay them off. So if I look at your debts, and you, you sent them over to me here, I yeah. would, you wanna ideally pay off, it's a, it's a little bit of a trick. You take the minimum payments and you do different variations of $15,000 worth of debt on those, on those different debts to see what's the most amount of minimum payments you can get rid of. For oh instance. my God. Okay, listen, I, here, I, I'll do I, it for you. Uh, Debt number three you sent over has $9,339 as a balance. You have a $200 minimum, okay? Mm-hmm. I would get rid of that one. I would also get rid of debt number two, which is 4,673 with a minimum payment of $111. And I would also get rid of your husband's 1680. Yeah. Uh, and if you got rid of those three debts, you're eliminating $15,000 in debt, you're cutting your debt in half, and you're eliminating $700 worth of payments. Okay. Like that helps. I mean, uh, you're trying to, to, to free up $2,500 worth of cash flow. That frees up $700. We are uh, almost a third of the way there, right? We're, okay. we're, we're, we're making hay. This is going well. Um, okay. Beyond that, that's a, this is where it gets a little tricky, right? We don't want to liquidate your $4,000 in savings because that truly is, while this is an emergency, it is a health emergency, it is a career emergency, it's all sorts, it is not, we have a flat tire, it is not um, our refrigerator broke down, it's not one of those emergencies, right? So you wanna to try to leave that $4,000 alone the best you can, because otherwise, a simple little weird emergency like your dishwasher breaks becomes a massive issue for you. Right, right, yep. Um, you're also putting a lot of money into retirement accounts, oh, not a lot, but you're putting money into your retirement accounts right now, you would, would probably shut that down a little bit. Again, and, and I, I want to emphasize for everyone listening right now, what I'm suggesting, these are things you do when you have an emergency. These are not things you would do, let, let's say, uh, Ruby, this was about, hey, I just want to, um, stay home with the kids, right? Because that's not what you're telling right. me. Right, 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 right. Yes, I don't, but yes, that's what it sounds like. <laughs> yeah, but, but no, no, no. I, I don't think it sounds like that. But I think when, when I get these situations of like, ah, I'd like to stay home. Um, right. Don't do anything I just said. But what you were saying is this is a health emergency. So that's why these things could make some sense. Uh, beyond that, it gets a little dicey, right? Because there's still roughly $1,700 to $1,800 a month of, of expenses that would need cut. And I'm curious as to, to how we're gonna be able to do that. Hmm. Can your husband's incre- uh, income increase conceivably or not really? Um, not really. I think more what would be the case would be then I would do part-time. I would have to do a part-time job. Are you, okay, by the way, are you willing to do that? I, 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 I am. I am. I guess we're trying to see if I'm able to take a little break, no break, or... Yeah, I, I am, but I don't... It, 
at a much reduced, what I anticipate is it would be probably half of what I make now. Which would be helpful. I mean, really, if, if, like if we're trying to eliminate uh, $2,500 worth of income from our spending and you can take, and now we say, well, we're going to have 1200 of it, right? And then mm-hmm. you pay off $700 of cash flow uh, equivalent debt. We're like right there. Like we're, we're pretty, pretty darn close. So I don't know, as part of this plan, you can conceivably work part-time for a year, 18 months until your, your personal emergency has subsided. And, and I think if that's the plan, that's the plan. Here's what scares me, Ruby Collins. I don't want this open-ended. I think that is the worst thing you can do financially. I know that puts added pressure on you and probably makes your health emergency a little bit worse, to be honest. However, I think financially that could ruin you if you keep this open-ended. Open-ended meaning not going back to work. Well, on it, uh, open-ended to me means not going back to work on a deadline. So if, if let's say we say, all right, we're going to do this part-time gig until January 1st of 2020. I'm okay with that. Here's what I'm not okay with. We're going to go part-time indefinitely. Like, I know you have to figure out some things, but it, if it drags on too long, by the t- you're 50 at that point, right? And then you're like, ah, what do we do? And it's too late. Yeah. No, the plan is not to, to, to be, be, the plan is to heal and, and begin life as, as once was. I think you could conceivably talk to, if this is, the, uh, you could conceivably talk to your parents and try to reduce the interest on that loan, even if you're paying off some of that with a Roth IRA money, and then the rest of your debt, $15,000, isn't at 14%, maybe it's nothing or 2%. Yes, okay. And then get rid of that, and then see where we're at with the everyday expenses. Have you had a family meeting with you, your husband, and, and your folks who seem like they may have some financial influence over you? Yet. I think we're we're waiting for this, honestly, for to talk to talk to you first. I kind of I talk to him separately because my parents, um, you know, one's doing one thing with the money and the other's doing with her money and his money. And sure. so I talk to them separate. They both know I'm in need, but we've never all come together. You know, I are both I, there to help, though. Yeah, and I appreciate that. I, I feel like, and I, I think that's what today is for you is. This is the beginning of a plan to present to them. Uh, okay, yeah. yeah. Which, which is helpful because uh, here's, here's why family and money always, always go awry. It's because what is once a loan, someone views it as a gift, right, wrong, or indifferent. Someone says, ah, maybe it's a gift now, whether it's you or them or her or him. And, and then that's when things get weird because... Uh, of there's no plan. It's just sort of open-ended, open-ended things with money never work. So um, I would say, go to them and say, here's what we're going to do. We're going to pay off half of our debt with this Roth IRA, which reduces our cash flow by $700 a month. Ideally, uh, you can pay off the $15,000 in debt and we will pay you at a much less rate. Uh, and I'm getting a part-time job to bridge the gap. And I think by 2020, 
I, I will have battled whatever I'm dealing with to the point that I feel like we can jump back on the horse and go again. I, I think that is a plan, and I think that's how you present it at a family meeting. Okay, perfect. I agree with that. And you perfect. know, I, and you know, well, I'll just say this too, and um, this is completely out of place, but uh, I think it's great that you have a, a supporting family, a supportive family, and your husband is supportive. And I, I know. Um, I have no idea what you're dealing with medical-wise, but I just know that sometimes being the spouse of that is, is really hard. And it's, um, you just want to do what's best for your loved ones, and, and uh, I wish you the best. I, I know how stressful this stuff is from personal experience for my family, and uh, I hope you find peace with it. Oh, thank you, Pete. Yes, I, I think it's been kind of really difficult. It has been very difficult on him, but I think that me kind of reaching out to you is helping him kind of feel a lot better because I really, I need to be the one who gets the handle on this if this is my issue. And, you know, I do appreciate that. Can I ask you a quick question? Of course. You can ask me a slow question. I don't care. What do you, oh. what do you want to ask? Okay. The other two, two topics you brought up to me. Okay. Are they, do you know, do you know what I mean? Like in the beginning? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the future okay. and the present? Yes. 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 Do those, have we already answered them indirectly? We've answered, uh, we've answered the debt. We've answered the, uh, your present lifestyle. Can you survive? The final thing would be, what does this do to retirement? And very frankly, um, that is the third priority. <laughs> it, it, it just is. And sometimes if you're dealing with an emergency, the third priority doesn't get fed. And until you go back to work full time, it just is what it is. You're, you're going to have to... I hate to say this, pay for it on the back end, which means if neither of you has a pension, it takes you from retiring conceivably at age, conceivably at 67 and takes you back to 70. But very frankly, based on the assets you currently have shown me, I don't think 67 is a, a reasonable retirement age anyway, because there would need to be a couple hundred thousand dollars in assets and there's, there's just not. So I, right. I, I think... In order to deal with what you're dealing with, very realistically, you're retiring at 70. Um, and I don't think there's any, that should not be, oh crap, let's not do it. That's just, right. that's what it is. There's nothing wrong right, with that. Right, right, right. You know? Yeah, I understand that, I understand that. And especially okay. if you fix with what you're dealing with now, you can live a long, healthy life and it's not, you're trying to get to 70 by making the changes you're making now. Yes, yes, that's honestly the mindset. So let me ask you real quick, too, because we were kind of exploring the option of moving. And the more I, and that was just because I, I feel like health-wise I'd be much better in a different location. And I, I was wondering, now looking at this, is the theory, would you hold that, get the finances taken care of completely, then explore the moving because that, Potentially. It really doesn't make any sense at all. I mean, I've got a dear friend who decided for reasons they just wanted to relocate from <laughs> to the other side of the country, right? Because it felt like the right thing for their, their, their well-being. Um, and they cleaned up major financial stuff to pull that off. Uh, and I don't think you can look for a major move to solve financial problems. And so I would say solve the problems first financially so you can give yourself the opportunity to move if need be. Right. Okay. That's what, that's what I think I was kind of 
figuring out as I got deeper into this as well. Well, keep us updated. Uh, shoot Nicole an email with with what you decide to do. We are we support you and just know that uh, when it's an emergency, act like it. Don't sweep it under the rug. So that means you're going to have to take action. Okay. Okay. Perfect. Thank you, Peter. Appreciate your time. I really do. My pleasure. Best of luck to you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Coming up uh, on the next show. Uh, the next show is this show again, different episode. <laughs> More of this. That thing, sometimes people need to cut their incomes in half, um, but it's not an emergency. It's a desire. And so you act one way. What she just described is an emergency. So if you're going to cut your income in half, you have to act like it. You have to take drastic steps. Now, I, I 100% believe whatever she's dealing with is an emergency. But if for some reason she determines it is not, then she should not do any of the things I just said. That's it for this week's show. I'll see you next time. I'm Pete the Planner, and this here, it's my show. This is for information purposes only. Not the services. Central Planning the Flights. Consult Eventual Divisor. All right, you follow the podcast. How do I know this? Because you're listening right now. You might have even read one of our blogs or one of our books. But there's a whole other side of this Pete the Planner empire that you know nothing about until today. It's called your money line. It is the complete financial solution for employers. There's this whole world and it's called financial wellness. Sounds like nothing, but it's something. It's a benefit that comes to you via your employer. It helps you manage your financial life to get answers to your financial questions. Well, your money line, the company of which I'm the chief executive officer, one of the leading companies in this world that deals with financial wellness. If you are an HR person or a, in the position of leadership within your organization, go to yourmoneyline.com and schedule a demo today. If you are a wholesome, wonderful employee, reach out to your HR person and send them to yourmoneyline.com. It's time to get Pete in your workplace. You're now part of my zone, so enjoy yourself. Love try can restore your health. I bring you greetings, uh, salutations. How you doing? And is that how y'all say it?